In the Bible, there are many names that Jesus is called, but what do they mean? And what do they mean for us and the unique story that is our lives? In this episode, we are going to discover why He is called Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God, and we pray that you'll gain a new perspective on the Savior who was born in a manger over 2,000 years ago and how those names are so very relevant in your life today. Welcome to Living the Reclaim Life Podcast. I'm Denisha. We're glad you're here for conversations that revive hope, inspire healing, and encourage you to live a vibrant life with Christ. So grab a cup of coffee as we chat with today's guest. Valerie, it has been a while since you and I did an episode together. I think this is going to be super fun today. I hope so. (laughs) I hope other people think so. You and I always have a lot of fun, but... (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, no, it's so good to be back with all you all, because I know that we're talking about some of my favorite things, and it comes from the Bible. So, you know, I like talking about God's Word, so this should be... This should be fun. Yep. And can we even believe that we are like this close to Christmas? It's crazy. Are you one of those people that start celebrating on November 1st? No, no I'm not. Now, <laughs> my son put up his Christmas tree in oh. his room after Halloween. And I said, oh, honey, it's nice. after Thanksgiving. He goes, not this year. I said, okay, great. Aww. So he, we already have a little tree up in his room, which feels good. It feels good. As we go into Christmas, we're going to dive into a passage that gets quoted a lot around Christmas. And in fact, I was at Hobby Lobby the other day, and I saw a pillow that said, for unto us a child is born. Now we see that and we go, oh, that's beautiful. That's perfect for Christmas. It was red with gold writing on it. Now that's the King James version of Isaiah 9, 6. And we're going to, we're going to dive in and really take apart this passage through this episode and the next episode. And let me read it to you. Isaiah 9, 6. Now this is 700 years before Jesus was born. And it says, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So in this episode, Valerie and I are going to talk about those first two names, Mm -hmm. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. And then in our next episode, we're going to dive into Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. And our hope is, I know as we dove into these, it really surprised us of just how amazing these names of Jesus are in our lives today. So we hope that you feel the same way. So as we get started, one of the things I noticed is he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. And we see in the Bible how important names are. So Valerie, when you were naming your kids, how did you come up with their names? Yeah, I actually get asked that a lot. And when we had our first, well, even just before we had her, we were given this book and it's called The Name Book. And I can't think of the authors right now, but you could probably Google it. But it was the first book, you know, baby name books, where I saw that it wasn't just whatever Latin meaning or inherent meaning it's called, but it had a spiritual meaning and then a scripture attached to it. And it was just so incredible to read through that, pray about it, and really seek God. It's like, what are we going to name our child? Like, what is going to speak, right? You don't know your child yet, but we had, my husband and I had gone through this conference right before we got pregnant with our first that really talked about 
your identity and destiny. And I think about that as we're going to talk about Jesus, that these names that were prophesied back in Isaiah speak to his identity and his destiny. And so for us, yeah, it started with a name book, but we've been very intentional about like each kid. We didn't speak their name till they were born. And so drove some of our family friends crazy. What's the name? What's the name? But we were just very intentional about when they were born that we spoke their identity. We spoke their name into existence. And it's really been cool for us to see. We have four kids now that they have really lived out their names. You know, one means God is good. One means the Lord is good. And how we can see how different those kids and different personalities and what we've gone through in life that we can say, hey, this is what your name means and that they can live that out. So yeah, I'm really passionate about that. But I think it's going to be exciting as we dive into these different names of Jesus. We're going to see that. We're going to see how he lived out that name in real time. And we definitely see the effort that goes into the Bible of explaining different names and what they mean and what they mean in their life. And even when God renames Hmm. people, there's an Mm -hmm. intentionality behind that with a specific meaning. So I think this is going to be a fun journey. Yeah. So let's dive in a little bit. We look in the Old Testament and Isaiah is in the Old Testament, kind of the first big section of our Bibles, and we, we're going to throw around that word prophecy a lot. And prophecy is kind of just this fancy word for saying that this was, you know, this was God telling like his people to be prepared for what was to come. And so, you know, 700 years before the birth of Jesus, this prophecy was spoken. And there was a lot of turmoil and a lot of fear going on at the time that this prophecy was spoken. And so, as Denisha said, Isaiah 9, 6 says, for unto us a child is going to be born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace so we're going to look like we said at those first two names and we are going to sound really smart right now denisha <laughs> we're going to sound really really smart and we were actually having a little fun trying to speak hebrew and i am not Jewish, so I'm probably not going to do the best job. But we wanted to give you the Hebrew word for wonderful counselor because it's so neat. Sometimes when we go to the original language, there's so much more meaning in it than just even our English language can say. So so wonderful counselor in Hebrew means Pele Yayetz. I know we're trying to get the guttural. Yeah, Yayetz. <laughs> so, and Pele means beyond understanding. I love that, Denisha. Like, basically, too wonderful for words. And can we think about that? I was talking to somebody about that, I think, in one of our life groups about like, if we could understand God, he wouldn't be God. <laughs> and I think about even that, like, this meaning is that. Jesus is going to be called Wonderful Counselor. He's going to be so wonderful that we're not going to even have the language to fully encapsulate who he is. And so Isaiah is trying to describe that one day we're going to have the Savior of the world, Jesus, and we don't even have enough words to describe him. And then Yaetz is the word translated as counselor. And I think many of us know what a counselor does and is. So, you know, to advise or to consult or to guide somebody. And so when you put those two meanings together, you can say it like this. You can say one day 
a son will be born, a child will be given to us. His name will be Peleyetz. He will be the wonderful counselor. And what's so neat is that as we know, Jesus came in the flesh. He was God in flesh. And he is so big. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the end. Yet this is what is so incredible is that he knows you. He knows me. He knows you. He cares for you. And he understands exactly what you're going through. And that's why he can be our wonderful counselor. It's so personal. Yeah. Right? When we break it down that way, we realize just what a personal Lord we have. Whatever struggles we are going through, he is our counselor and he understands our struggles. It's described in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. And speaking of Jesus, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Referring to Jesus as our high priest, our savior, our wonderful counselor, he has been through what we are going through. And I think sometimes I can forget that, Mm. that he's been tempted in every way, right? That we're tempted, yet he was without sin, that he understands our pain and our hurt, and he experienced real life just as we do. And in verse 16, it says, then because of those things, right? Then let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we can receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And I wonder if some of you are listening right now, and if we're honest, if you would say that you are in a significant time of need. Sometimes the holidays can be an amazing time of celebration, and sometimes it can be really hard. So I want to encourage you that with the good news, that there is one who knows you, who is here to help. He is Jesus, the wonderful counselor. And Valerie, I don't know about you, but there was a time in my life when I thought in order to come to Jesus that I had to be perfect, whole, and put together, right? Mm-hmm. And I know it can be a very big misconception that we have to have it all together in order to come to Jesus when actually he receives us just as we are. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Let's make that a little more practical because I'm with you. I sometimes you know, have struggled with that too many, many times that even, you know, when I do mess up, I'm like, okay, I got to get together so that Jesus will approve of me. And that is farther from the truth. And, you know, and we know too, we have human counselors and there are some amazing counselors out there and those are wonderful resources. But, you know, why do we go to a counselor? We don't go to a counselor because we have it all together. We go to a counselor because we have a real need. We're, you know, quote unquote, sick. We're we're hurt. We need somebody to listen to us, to help us. And that's okay. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I am the wonderful counselor. You come to me because you are sick. And we can even replace that with imperfect, not put together, spiritually sick. And, you know, when Jesus came, He came for those who were in need. In Luke chapter 5, verse 31, Jesus says, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And he says, I've not come to call the righteous. I've come to call the sinner to repentance. So again, Jesus is our wonderful counselor. He comes for you. He comes for the sick, for the broken. I know that I'm personally so thankful for that because I know that 
even after walking with the Lord now for years and years, Mm -hmm. I know that parts of me are still sick and in need of healing. And for our listeners, I wonder what parts of you are sick. Where do you hurt? Mm -hmm. Because truthfully, we're all sick at one point or another. And it doesn't have to be a physical illness. It can be an emotional pain. You know, if we could sit down face to face as Valerie and I are right now and just have a conversation, maybe you could see a part of my sickness that you would want to press on and ask me about it. And I might resist. I might say, hey, don't go there. Leave me alone. Or I don't have a problem with this. Or I might say the traditional, I'm fine. I'm fine. Some of us try to mask it and pretend like it's not there. And the holidays, they have a good way of magnifying things, right? They can make good things look even better, and they can make hard things look even worse. The holidays often magnify those sicknesses. Some are just depressed. The heaviness, the weight of this world just brings on a sense of hopelessness. Others, some of us live in fear. We just live with this anxiety of what's going to happen next. And then there's the stress that we deal with, right? We look at our to-do list and we think, how are we going to get it all done? How am I going to shop for everybody? I've got family coming over. The house has to be perfect. The meals need to be. The holidays can really magnify our stress. For some of us, it's financial stress. It's like, oh, you know, we've had a hard time. Now we have Christmas coming up. And how are we ever going to do it? Acknowledging our pain and answering the question, where are we sick? helps us to remember the good news that there is a wonderful counselor. His name is Jesus, and he came for all of those who are sick, including each of us. Yeah. So let's get practical here. Let's look at three biblical principles that deal with just how we can find that healing with our wonderful counselor. And the first one is we learn to be brutally honest with the counselor, right? And we talk a lot about that here with Reclaim Story is that we want to provide a safe place to be honest. And we have that safe place, Denisha, every single day because God is always with us. We need to be honest with Jesus. And I, you know, Denisha, I've heard even people say it's like, well, Jesus knows everything, right? But we look at the Psalms, we look at how David came with a broken heart and confessed, like Jesus wants us. That's part of that relationship with him, to be honest with him, to say, God, just open up my heart, you know, and to be honest, you know, there was a time where I had to learn to be okay with being angry. I got into say, God, I'm angry. God, I'm sad. God, I'm struggling with trusting you. All of that is about being honest. And we try to wear these masks even around God, right? I mean, God can see through the mask better than Superman, right? <laughs> like he can see through it. He knows us in and out. But I think sometimes we may tr- struggle with feeling safe with him. Maybe we've tried to be honest with humans, with relationships here on earth, and we've been hurt. But God is not like that. He is safe. He sees us. He knows us. He knows us. He knows everything about us, but he loves us. So some of you right now need to take that first step of being honest with God for the first time, or maybe for the first time in a long time. In Psalm 55, verse 22, 
we're told to cast our cares on the Lord, for He will sustain us. And in the healing curriculum we're walking through, I just love the definition of casting, of just really just hurling it out to the sea. Second, we learn to listen then for His voice. You know, there is so much, Denisha, right? There are so many voices that we are bombarded with every single day. And I'm not even just talking about like auditory voices, but you know, what we read on the internet and everything. We we are just bombarded with so much that we can struggle with like, well, what's really true? But then we have to be still and we have to learn to listen to the counselor's voice. And now you may say, well, how do I know it's God, you know? How do we know it's God? How does Jesus speak? And here's four ways that I want to give you today. And one is His Word. You know, I even tell my children this, you know, when they're trying to make a decision, I'm like, what does the Bible say? What has God already told us in His Word? You know, sometimes I hear people say, how do I know what God's will is? Well, we have a beautiful book called the Bible that he has already told us very clearly what his will is. And so that's one way we get to learn his voice is we read what he has to tell us in the Bible. And then even there's many Proverbs and other books that talk about a trusted friend, a wise counselor in a friend or a coworker. So even going to a trusted friend that you know follows and trusts God, that can be another way that we can learn to know what God's voice is. And then I know this for you, Denisha, you've shared many times that he speaks to us through worship, mm-hmm. which, you know, worship songs, Christian music is full of truth from his word. So sometimes just God speaks to us so gently, yet so powerfully through a worship song. So learn to listen to his voice through that. And then we don't always like this method, but I'll be honest, we don't always like it. But he also speaks to us through trials, through hard times, through circumstances that are just not maybe what we want them to be. But we learn to know that it's him, that he's with us, even through the hard times. And, you know, John 10, 27 says that my sheep listen to my voice, that they know me and they follow me. I've been in traditional counseling, has been very helpful at times, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I went through, I had three months with this counselor. Why do I feel like nothing is better. And then sometimes God's just like, because you got to (laughs) do what the counselor told you to do. And I think that with God too, he's so clear in his word. It's like, do this and you will be blessed. Do this. And, you know, this is the right thing to do. This is the way you should go. And so we need to be honest. We need to learn to hear him speak to us, but then we got to do it. We got to do what he tells us to do. And so another, just real quickly, as you're listening to this podcast, we did a whole series with Norma Donovan, one of our ministry friends, ministry partners. And in episode 92, 93, 94, 95, they're all right together. She does a wonderful series with Denisha, a four-part series about how to know God's voice. How do we know he's speaking to us? So make sure to listen to that if you want more on that. I want to encourage you guys listening that whatever you are facing today or will face, that you have a wonderful counselor. 
right there with you, present with you every single day. And he's so great. He's so wonderful that we don't even have the words to describe him. But we can be honest with him. We listen to his voice. And when we do what he tells us to do, there is just such peace. Just wonderful counselor. Mm. That is a lot for us to think about and pray about and lean into. Let's go on to Mighty God. We live in Arizona, and Mm -hmm. I have to tell you that we have some of the most beautiful sunsets around monsoon season. That's kind of our rainy season here in the desert. And there have been times that I've pulled my car over and just marveled at the sky, at the work of our creator, of our mighty God. I think of Jeremiah 32, 17. And it says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. I love that. Nothing is too hard for him. And I almost want to write that like in a dry erase marker, like on my bathroom mirror. Nothing is too hard for him. Not my problems, not employment, not diagnosis. Nothing is too hard for God because he is mighty God. He is all powerful. I'm going to say some big words here, but I think they just encapsulate and express even more what that means, him being a mighty God. So first, God is omniscient. God is omniscient. And basically, that means he knows everything. And the Bible says he actually knows your thoughts, you know, kind of like we talked about him being the wonderful counselor, like he does know everything about us, which should make us feel safe, but he still wants us to come to him and to have that relationship with him. So, But he knows everything and we can depend on that. But he's also omnipresent, which that to me gives me so so much comfort, Right. right? Like no matter where I'm at, he is with me. And that is amazing. You know, I know just even having kids, right? You know, when they first start to understand that, it's like, wait, God is everywhere? Like, like, how is that possible? You know? It's way better than mom having eyes in the back of her head. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's so cool. And what amazes me is that right now, wherever you guys are listening all over the world, God is with you. God's presence. He's with you. God is omnipotent, which means he can do anything. So here we got, he knows everything. He's everywhere and he can do anything. And like you said, Denisha, there's nothing too hard for God. Nothing is going to shock him. (laughs) No matter what we say to him, he knows it all. He's ready for it all. And he can do all. And he is almighty. Maybe today in your life, you're asking the honest question, okay, well, where is that power in my life? You've told me that God knows everything. You've told me that God is everywhere. What if I don't feel him? What if I don't trust that? Where is God's power in my life? Well, and we get that. (laughs) We get that. You know, I'll be honest. I've asked God that same question. Where are you, God? And maybe you're in a really tough road with a relationship. And like we talked about with the holidays coming up, you're just dreading that. You're dreading seeing that person because you can't seem to reconcile with that person. And you're saying, God, where are you? What do I do with this? Or maybe you've had a dream of something happening and it just hasn't happened yet. And you're asking, God, where is your power? Where is your power in that? 
but we want to tell you that it's real. Jesus's power is real. And we just may not see it the way we want to see it. Oh, I think I need to say that again. <laughs> we just, we may not see it the way we want to see it. And you know what, Denisha, we may need to ask God, instead of where is your power, we may need to say, God, show me your power. I think sometimes too, when we're needing the power of God in our life and that supernatural power to get us through, sometimes we can be tired and we can be worn out. And I love Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31. Mm-hmm. And he's, do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. Now here's the point where his strength comes to us. Verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Even the young ones grow tired and weary. I just want to say that again. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Today, would you put your hope in him? to be your wonderful counselor and your mighty God. We are ordinary people, but we know an extraordinary God. We pray this message encouraged you today as you think about your wonderful counselor and mighty God. We'll see you in two weeks as we talk about the next two names of Jesus in that passage. We'll see you same time, same place in two weeks. Thanks for listening. I pray you found hope in today's conversation and maybe even feel a little less alone in your story. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed Story. Want to learn more about living a reclaimed life and how you can be a part of our growing community of reclaimers? Check out our website at reclaimedstory.com. All of those links and more will be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this inspirational podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Not only will you be the first one to know when new content comes out, but it is also a huge help in helping us reach more people to live the reclaimed life.